ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life. I am your host, Marty Layton. I am a prophet, and God has uh, many different kinds of prophets, uh, but those who walk in the office of a prophet are not called to be cookie cutters of this one or that one. Uh, Yeah, there's going to be similarities, uh, but we're all called to rule and reign with Christ in our own ways, and uh, God has many types of prophets out there. You know, many, many years ago, I had people telling me, you need to meet this guy. His name is Kim Clement. You two are very similar. And we ended up uh, striking up a great friendship for many, many years to come. And uh, it was my joy to call him my friend and my brother. And, uh, you know, I also had the extreme privilege of playing guitar for him as a part of his team of worshiping warriors. And um, that was huge fun. Uh, We shared many prophetic secrets that God had shown to each of us, and uh, he was a great mentor and a great friend, and I am still fueled uh, by many of his prophetic words over my life. But I said all that to say this, prophets are called to be a representation of Jesus Christ, the great prophet, amen, and uh, not called to be a clone or a copy of this one or that one. There's going to be similarities Uh, but you're called to represent Jesus the prophet. And yes, I know he was the son of God. He is the son of God, and he is our Savior, and he is our Lord. And uh, But according to Ephesians chapter 4, Jesus took his mantle of anointing and cast it to the earth in a similar fashion as Elijah did uh, when Elisha caught the mantle. And it says in Ephesians 4 that he gave some to be apostles, He gave some to be prophets, he gave some to be evangelists, he gave some to be pastors, and some to be teachers. And if you look at that in its entirety, that is the entire mantle of Jesus Christ. And he is the great apostle. Uh, The word apostle means sent one. He was sent from God, right? And uh, he's the great prophet. He is actually the word of the Lord, (laughs) Uh, He is the great evangelist that came to seek and save uh, those who are lost. In fact, Jesus said he would leave the 99 to go after the one lost sheep. Amen. Uh, He's the great pastor. Uh, He's the great shepherd of our souls. He's the greatest teacher the world has ever known. And even those who do not regard him as Savior or Lord uh, acknowledge his great teachings and uh, his eternal truths. But just as Elijah cast his mantle to the earth and Elisha received a double portion of all that was on Elijah, uh, Jesus cast his mantle to the earth and he divided it into five parts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers as gifts uh, of authority and governmental authority uh, of the kingdom of God in the earth. Amen. And it's also the double portion mantle, just like Elijah gave the double portion to Elisha. uh, Jesus gave the church a double portion mantle. Remember, Jesus said, the works that I do, you shall do also and even greater because I go to the Father, right? And so because we've received the, the Holy Spirit, Uh, and the mantle of Christ, we can do even greater works than what Jesus did. I believe we've not yet even begun to see some of the greatest miracles 
that this world has ever heard of. Uh, because as they come forth, uh, I believe they're going to come in abundance from the saints of God, the people of God. You know, the Bible says these signs shall follow those who believe. So believers are supposed to have signs following them. These signs shall follow them. And I always like to add a footnote that we're not supposed to be followers of signs, but signs are supposed to follow us. Amen. And we're entering into, I believe, a season of miracles. <clears throat> I gave a word a few months ago uh, regarding what, what, what I felt like the Lord showed me was going to happen in September, October, and November. And uh, since then, I've heard of uh, many prophets that have been prophesying the same word as well. Uh, but the Lord spoke to me specifically about September, October, and November uh, being very significant months in the kingdom of God and for this nation, America, America the beautiful. Uh, and it could look very, very bad uh, for many outside of the kingdom. Uh, but God will use this to expose the demonic powers that are being forced out of their ruling positions. You know, the Bible talks about how there are, are demonic spirits that rule over regions. And uh, as a church, uh, we are to come to a place where we are ruling. Uh, we are the ruling authority and the ruling spirits in that region. Remember uh, when the seven sons of Sceva, they cast the devil. Uh, they tried casting the devil out of a man. And the demons spoke back to those seven sons of Sceva. And they said, Jesus, we know. And Paul we know, but who are you? <clears throat> in other words, they didn't have authority and, and rule in that region. They knew Jesus, the one who defeated them, and they knew Paul because Paul was a ruling spirit in that region. His authority uh, was holding things together in that region. And so the church needs to learn to rise up uh, in, their author in our authority in Christ and uh, and cast out the devil. Uh, but God spoke to me that <clears throat> demonic powers are going to be forced out of their ruling positions uh, in many areas now, especially in in America. Um, uh, and and the, as the church rises up now, when I say that they that demonic powers are being cast out of their ruling positions. I want to remind you that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, uh, but flesh and blood is used by the enemy to work against the church, right? Uh, we see that in Jesus's day, how Herod uh, was being used of the devil to try to kill Jesus as he was a newborn babe. Uh, we see that in Herod, uh, Herod the, the lesser, uh, during uh, when uh, John the Baptist was beheaded, you know, <clears throat> Flesh and blood was being used by the devil uh, to work against God's church. But I believe God will preserve and protect his people uh, and turn the curse into a blessing. The enemy is going to try to curse through September, uh, but God's going to turn the curse into a blessing. Deuteronomy chapter 23 and verse 5, it declares, The Lord turned your curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. Uh, let me say that again. Deuteronomy 23 and verse 5, it says, The Lord your God turned the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. 
And so through the finished work of Jesus Christ, God has fully turned the curse back on the head of the enemies of God and releasing a divine reversal uh, and blessing his people in the process. And so I believe what God is doing is God is going to show this generation uh, his power so that this generation will know the power of God. Just as it was in the land of Egypt, uh, you know, there were 10 uh, plagues that were released against Egypt. The last, the first three impacted the people of God. The last seven didn't touch them at all. It didn't touch Goshen. That's why it says there was light in Goshen when darkness covered the land. Uh, there was light in Goshen where the people of God lived. <clears throat> I believe these happenings will not touch the people of the Lord, only the blessing of God. And we are living in days of distinction, where God's making a distinction between his people and those that are that are wicked. And so we're living in a day of the turnaround, the day of the boomerang. Uh, just like in the book of Esther, when the Lord caused the curse of Haman uh, to boomerang back on his own head and his ten sons, actually... Uh, the reversing of that in the in the message translation, it says God caused it to boomerang back on the head of Haman and his ten sons. And, and they were all hanged on the gallows that Haman had built uh, to hang Mordecai. And so do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man, not a son, of, not a son of God, but whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. God is not mocked. According to, to Proverbs 22 and verse 8, it says, those who have sown injustice will bring in a harvest of calamity and disaster. Uh, that's a very powerful proverb. Solomon wrote also in Proverbs 6 uh, that there's uh, seven things that God hates. Uh, do you know that hate is an attribute of Father God, our Father? You know, we always want to think about uh, Jesus, the, the, the lover of our souls, and, and, and Jesus is sweet, Jesus, and he loves, uh, but he's also a warrior. Uh, Exodus 15.3 says, the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Uh, but it says in Proverbs 6 that God hates certain things. Remember, the Bible says that God loved Jacob but hated Esau. And so hatred uh, is actually an attribute of God. Uh, it's just the, the uh, motivation behind hate. God hates everything the devil does to hurt and deceive people into thinking that God doesn't love them. God hates that. And uh, Proverbs 6 says that there are seven things that God hates and that are an abomination to him. A proud look is the first thing, a proud look. Uh, and when you look at the words there, it says to consider themselves in a higher class than you, a haughtiness or an arrogance. God hates arrogance. Think about that. God hates it when people say, I want two classes of people, our upper class and your lower class, big me, little you. See, that's what religion does. Religion creates a big me and a little you. God never wanted it that way. So God hates a proud look. He hates haughtiness and arrogance. He hates a lying tongue. Uh, God doesn't, he doesn't just dislike lying. He hates 
a lying tongue. He hates hands that shed innocent blood. God hates hands that shed innocent blood. I heard a figure today uh, that shocked me that over a quarter of a million Ukrainian young men, I'm talking about the, their best, uh, and I'm not trying to wade into that, uh, who's right, who's wrong. I'm just telling you uh, that there's a lot of shedding of innocent blood, and God hates hands that shed innocent blood. But I heard a figure that over a quarter of a million young men uh, have been killed in this ridiculous war in Ukraine. That is innocent blood, and God hates hands that shed innocent blood. God also hates a heart that devises wicked plans. Wicked means looking and sounding good, but it's evil. It's all wicked and wound together. Uh, uh, feet that are swift to running to evil. Uh, God hates that. You, you, people that would run to do evil. Uh, and God hates a false witness who speaks lies. Someone who says that uh, they saw something that they didn't see. That's a false witness or says they have evidence that they never had. Ponder that. You know that we've seen politicians say, I have evidence, I have evidence, I have evidence, only to find out that they were lying and they were false witnesses the whole time. Uh, we have proof, but no proof or no evidence ever comes forth. Forth, it's they they use the lie. God hates that false witness because they use lies uh, to shape uh, opinions through deceit and and therefore trap people uh, in a lie. That's a false witness. Uh, then it goes on to say, one who sows discord or plants divisions in order to divide and conquer saying this life matters or these lives matter over this life or these lives. It, before God, all life matters, all life. And the enemy has sown the wind, and I believe now they're going to reap the whirlwind. Amen. So don't be deceived during this time of September, October, and November. Uh, God is up to something. He's doing something great for his people. And he's doing something great to turn things around and bring a reversal of what the enemy launched as a curse. God's going to turn it around into a blessing. Amen. Uh, the Bible says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and I will surely repay. Even though men say God is not doing anything, let me tell you, God is working. <clears throat> people are saying, well, what is God you know, evil people are saying, God's not doing anything about this. He's looking the other way. No, God is working right now. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent, omnipotent. He has all the power. He's everywhere at all times. He knows all things. He is infallible. He is immutable. Amen. And he transfers his power and anointing from his throne to his own. Let me say that again. He transfer his, transfers his power and anointing from his throne to his own. Amen. Jesus said, on earth as it is in heaven. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. And the, the ecclesia of the church is starting to wake up to the authority and the truth of who we are in Christ. You know, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 by your right hand, but it shall not come near the people of God. 
He'll cover us under the shadow of his wings. Amen. Uh, he'll give his angels charge over us to bear us up in their hands that was so much that we cannot even stumble over a rock. There's always going to be light in Zion, the church. Amen. I believe we're headed into a wonderful season of God's glory and God's power. It's a day of reformation. It is a day of restoration. Amen. September, October, and November. God is going to do some great things in our nation. Remember that September, October, November, S-O-N, the S-O-N is going to shine, shine, shine. The sun is going to shine. God is going to perform many, many miracles now, and many will bow before the Lord and give him praise. You know, his presence is invading the nations. His presence is invading the church, and the church is going to shine, shine, shine. Amen? I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love his presence. I love his company. I love being with the Lord. He alone is worthy of praise. He alone is worthy of our love expressed to him. Amen? Our worship. His unimaginable favor is going to flow upon his people now. His goodness is going to be shown in the land of the living. Amen? As we approach his throne of grace and favor, that word grace and favor, it's the same word. As we come boldly to his throne of grace and favor, we do it because of the precious blood of Jesus that washes us clean. Think about that. When you wash clothes, they go through a process, but they become clean. We are washed in the precious blood of Jesus. And his blood, the Bible says, speaks of better things than the blood of Cain. I mean, than the blood of Abel. It speaks better things than the blood of Abel. It speaks of salvation. His blood speaks of deliverance. His blood speaks of his love. His blood speaks of his joy. His blood speaks of his peace. His blood speaks of his patience, his goodness, his kindness, his gentleness, his long-suffering. His love is patient. It's kind. It's not envious. His love does not boast. His blood is not proud. It is gentle. And he loves you and he loves me with an unconditional, indescribable, everlasting, never-ending love. That's what his blood speaks of. His blood speaks of his love. His love is not rude. His, His love seeks not its own. And even though the social media platforms want you to seek your own and grow your influence, that's not his love. His love seeks not its own. Amen? Uh, His love is not easily provoked, nor keeps records of wrongdoings. Come on, he doesn't keep two sets of books. I taught you this before. His love completely washes away every sin and every wrongdoing forever. His love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. His love always protects. It always hopes. It always trusts. His love always perseveres. His love never fails, right? 
His blood speaks of better things. Amen. All these better things is what his love speaks of. Amen. This is what his love speaks us speaks of. He will always hear your humble cry and respond with his love. Amen. Father, we just come to you today to hear your words of peace from you, our Prince of Peace, the Warrior of Peace, words of hope, words of life. You'll never leave us. You'll never abandon or forsake us. May the oil of anointing be poured out upon this tribe today, fresh oil from heaven. Let the wind of your Holy Spirit blow with newness of life now. And Father, we welcome you into every home that's watching right now, into every household, into every family that's listening right now throughout the earth. You are mighty to save, and we humbly submit to you, our Father, in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Amen. For those of you who may be new to this broadcast or to this podcast, we welcome you to a tribe of warriors who love Jesus. Jesus called us the ecclesia, that, that Jesus is raising up to establish his kingdom or the domain of the king wherever we go. Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church. One of the first teachings I heard from Bishop Bill Hammond uh, was on the ecclesia. I will build my ecclesia. Jesus is going to build it himself. I will build my ecclesia and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm telling you, that word is still burning in me. You know, we trust in the words of Jesus. I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I trust what Jesus said, and I believe in his words of life. So if you're new to this broadcast, we welcome you to this great company of incredible warriors. We're watchmen, intercessors, who are committed to stand and pray and believe upon the word that has already been spoken. Also to wage a good warfare with the prophecies that have gone over our lives and over our nations. Amen. You know, God told Adam in the beginning to tend and keep his garden. Your nation is your garden that you're supposed to tend and keep and look after and to pray and believe God for his kingdom to come and his will to be done right there on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And if there's no corruption in heaven, then you have the right as the ecclesia to bind corruption and loose freedom and liberty of the truth right here on earth. Amen. The decree is the key and God will co-labor with you and unravel all the plans of the enemy. And the perpetrators of darkness and discord and division will be brought to nothing. And the kingdom of God will will move in a forceful advance, possessing the land of promise through prayer and prophetic proclamations and decrees. America the beautiful shall be saved, and America the beautiful shall be one in unity, unified under the blood-stained banner of the cross of Jesus Christ. So welcome to the broadcast today.
I'm going to begin my teaching and my training so that you'll be equipped for your day of victory now. Amen. I'm going to begin this teaching today uh, with a question. I want to ask you, how do you get great spoils of war? Some people have asked me that. How do you get great spoils of war? The answer is by winning great battles. Little battles, little victories, little spoils of war. Great battles, great victories, great spoils of war. I've got a word for you today. It's about to break through for you. Let there be light. Come on. Let there be illumination. Let there be revelation. Let the revealing of the truth and the exposure of the lies occur. Apostle Paul said, What shall we say to all these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I've got a word for you today. You've been going through great battles because you're dangerous to the devil and you're dangerous to the powers of hell. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. And your breakthrough is here. You've been fighting for this day. Your breakthrough is here. Believe it. Fight for it. This is not your time to back up or back off or slack off or back down. Your breakthrough is upon you. Amen. David's mighty men, they were the toughest, the meanest, the most skilled warriors, the baddest dudes on the planet. And they lost it all several times over, but they were God's choice warriors. And there came a day when it all came together for them. And I'm telling you, this is your day. This is your time. Your time has come, just like David's mighty men. You're very dangerous to the powers of hell. Your prayers, your decrees, they are weapons of mass destruction to the enemies of God. And you need to hear that. You need to understand when you say something, you may not see something in the natural immediately. But you give it a little bit of time and something powerful happens. That's the power that Jesus and the authority that Jesus transferred to his church from his throne to his own. Come on. I'm telling you, when you begin to understand this, it'll revolutionize your prayer life. Prayer will no longer be a chore, but prayer gets exciting. Prayer gets to be powerful and and a, a thrill to get in there and pray and speak by the authority of Christ and watch things shift and change. Remember I said uh, the, the, the demonic power said to the seven sons of Sceva, Jesus we know and Paul we know, but who are you? I used to preach a message called, who in hell are you? <laughs> who in, are, okay, I think you're getting it. Uh, but the point is this, uh, the demons knew who Jesus was, obviously, but and they knew who Paul was because Paul was destroying their work everywhere he went. He was ruling over them, and that's the call of the church today. You are a weapon of mass destruction to the powers of darkness. Amen? Every place that you see chaos, God wants you to speak, let there be light, and light and illumination and revelation will rush in there and set the captive free. Amen? God is healing our land, and he's unifying his people for a great harvest. 
and chaos. That's what when when God said in the beginning, He said, "Let there be light." It it says that the darkness covered the earth and the face of the earth and the and the the face of the deep. And that meant chaos and and tumultuous activity of darkness was ruling. Uh, but chaos through one word from the mouth of God turned turned from chaos to divine order and divine alignment. And I'm declaring to you today, everywhere that you see chaos, everything, everywhere, every place where you see tumultuous demonic powers ruling, it's about to turn into divine order and divine alignment. What we are seeing today is simply a retaliation of the forces of evil. But what has been hidden in darkness is coming out into the light now. And it's going to begin to be exposed, and it's going to be dealt with, no longer just out there and accepted, uh, but exposed and properly dealt with. And where there's divine, where there's chaos and tumultuous demonic activity of darkness, there's going to be divine order, divine alignment, and life is going to begin to flow again. You know, the Lord reminded me of a vision that I saw a couple years ago, and it was uh, much like some of the movie scenes uh, that we've seen. Many people have seen these kind of movies where they uh, they drag a, a demon or a vampire out of the darkness and out into the sunlight, and then they explode into fire. <clears throat> the Lord reminded me of that, and uh, that's what the Lord showed me. And I saw many different ones being dragged out into the light. And the Lord spoke this to me several years ago. Uh, but they were being dragged out into the light. I'm telling you, man thinks he can get away with all kinds of things. And demon powers try to reinforce that and say, God's not going to do anything. Uh, but what is happening is God is dragging them out into the light and revealing all the hidden sin, all the hidden corruption, all the hidden darkness, all the hidden wickedness, all the hidden evil, uh, and and what was betrayal and what was an attack on America uh, is being dragged out into the light right now, and it will be a great season of exposure and judgment. <clears throat> and the Lord reminded me also of a prophetic word that I spoke back in 2015. 2015, the Lord showed me a sinking ship, and the rats were jumping off the sinking ship, and they were turning on each other and exposing each other and began to take each other out, much like in Second Chronicles chapter 20, when all those surrounding enemies uh, that were surrounding Israel and, and, and uh, Judah and Jehoshaphat, and uh, they were surrounding them. And God put the praisers out front. And as they focused on the Lord and began to worship the Lord, the enemies of God started killing each other and wiping each other out. What happened was angelic forces came on the scene and began to wipe the enemy out and turned them on each other. And that's what's happening right now. Angelic armies are fighting. And, and there's a, a linking up of the armies of God on earth and the armies of God in heaven. Come on, he is the Lord of hosts. He's the Lord of angel armies. 
And that's as we're praying, as we're decreeing, as we're declaring, there's an engagement. Remember, I, I, I shared with you before, uh, Psalm 103 in verse 20, it says that angels hearken to the voice of his word. And they don't just hearken to his word, but those that will put voice to his word. It's a voice-activated authority. And as we continue to pray, as we continue to war, and as we continue to decree, as we continue to believe God and stand, angels are activated, armies of angels are activated, and they begin to engage the enemy and use the words that are coming out of the mouths of the ecclesia, the the church that's uh, the cutting-edge church, the church that's actively working and co-laboring with the Spirit of Christ within us. And uh, they take these words and they begin to fight the, the battle with us against the powers of darkness. And these demonic ha- powers are being pulled out, and that's what's happening right now. It is a season of exposure and a season of judgment. And there'll be a realignment of all this chaos into divine order. I saw <clears throat> lightning falling from heaven, and it was like uh, bolts of lightning. I saw the powers of hell falling like lightning. I saw discord and division falling like lightning. I saw sickness and disease falling like lightning. Those are demonic powers, by the way. I saw Satan and all the powers of hell falling like lightning right now. And I'm telling you, God will have his way. Amen? And so there's always a great battle before a great breakthrough. And there's always a great spoil, a spoils of war as a result of your victory. Remember in in 2 Chronicles 20, after they saw the great victory... Uh, the enemy defeated, God said, all you have to do is stand and see the salvation of your God, just worship. And they begin to praise the Lord for his mercy that endures forever. And the enemy was entirely defeated. Every one of these uh, enemies had been through various other battles, and they had all these spoils of war on that battlefield. And God brought them all close enough into the people of God so that they could see their enemy wiped out. And that's what the Bible says. You'll see uh, the desire of God upon your enemy. You'll see it with your own eyes. And so there's a great battle. There was a great breakthrough. And then a great spoil of, of spoils of war were reaped as a result of that supernatural victory. And so throughout Scripture, God took his people through battles, through confronting giants, through going through a lion's den and having to sleep uh, in a den of hungry lions, uh, going through a fiery furnace, and on and on and on before their greatest breakthroughs. And then once they got through, <clears throat> once they got through those, those battles and the, the great breakthrough, then they were promoted and blessed. And we have the benefit of hindsight because we can just read and see the outcome of the battles. And then in the New Testament, we see Paul encouraging Timothy. Listen, Timothy, God has not given you a spirit of fear or timidity or, or, or to be pushed around by the enemy. But God's given you a spirit of power. Now stop right there before we say the rest. 
because we all can say power, love, and a sound mind. But don't gloss over power. God has given you his power, his spirit of power, from his throne to his own. His spirit of power is in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. God has not given you a spirit of fear so that you can be fearfully pushed around and tormented and and intimidated by the enemy and told what to do and how to do it and put a mask on and, and stay in your house and be afraid of this and be afraid of that. We are not going to be manipulated or tormented or controlled by a spirit of fear because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. And of his love. And we've talked about his great love already tonight. What that produces. His power, his love, and a sound mind. In other words, that is the right way to be thinking. Come on. A sound mind. There's soundness. We're not thinking like inebriated people. We're not thinking like people who are asleep or or, uh, lulled into a stupor. No, we have a sound mind. That's his spirit. Power, love, sound mind. And the Bible outlines for us who God is. And it outlines for us who we are. And it outlines for us who our enemy is. And when we come to know God, we can begin to see ourselves in him. And then we know who we are. And then we become, our, we become more successful in overcoming our enemy and all that he is. Amen? God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but he's given us a warrior spirit. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. I am a warrior. That's what that that sentence means. Let the weak say, I am strong. In other words, not by might, It's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. God has not given you a spirit of fear and timidity, but a warrior spirit just like him. I the the Lord is a warrior, the Lord is the the Lord is his name, Exodus fifteen three. It is a spirit of power he's given to us. The word in the Greek is dunamis. Dunamis means explosive, miracle power, strength, and ability to overcome the enemy. That's, he's given us a powerful spirit, his dunamis power, a warrior spirit. The enemy cannot, he, the enemy is no match for you in Christ. Come on. <clears throat> we have the explosive miracle power and strength of God and the ability to overcome the enemy. We are called to look past the picture of what you're seeing at the moment and take God at his word of truth. Yeah, going into a lion's den, but those lions are going to have their mouths shut and I'll stand there free all night long. Come on. Yeah, I'm going into a fiery furnace that's heated up seven times hotter. It may look like the worst thing I've ever seen. But listen, what the enemy tried to bind me with is going to be burnt off in this process and that fire is not going to be able to touch me, and I'm going to come out not smelling like smoke. And then I'll step into a position of governing and ruling over all of those who wanted to take me out. That's what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Take God at his word of truth and fight the good fight of faith. Amen.
The longer you walk in the Lord, the stronger you'll get in overcoming the lies of the enemy. I'm just telling you, it's like a muscle that you have to build up every single day. Every day you need the word of God in you. Every day you need to read. Every day you need to pray. Every day you need to make the enemy submit to the truth in your life. Amen. If you'll submit to God and you'll you'll submit to his word, you'll resist the devil and the enemy will flee. The devil's a propaganda artist. He publishes fake news all the time. All he does is lie. Isaiah 59 and verse 19, it says, when the enemy comes in, in the, in the Hebrew language, there is no punctuation. But you can tell by the words used that Isaiah spoke there, what God was saying was when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. Now, many preachers read that when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. That's not what it says. It says, when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. Listen, that's God's reactionary time. Immediately, instantaneously, a flood of God will come against the enemy. Hallelujah. In uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30, the Bible says, David, the man after God's own heart, he served his generation and did uh, all that God had for him to do. But at, in 1 Samuel 30, it was a critical and a vital turning point in his life. This was his turning point. This was his big, the biggest battle he had ever faced. His future, future looked absolutely unobtainable. Uh, Jerusalem was being destroyed. Uh, the kingdom that he was called to rule over and prophesied he would rule over was being ripped to pieces. His future looked totally unobtainable. His prophecies looked like there was no possible way these prophecies could be true or could come to pass, even though the great prophet Samuel prophesied it. It was a devastating time in David's life. Let me say I'm so glad that God gives us all the details And he doesn't skip over the hard places, over the hard times, the difficulties. It can be part of the process on the road to possessing your promise. David is the one who wrote, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, it comforts me. In other words, even if I get off course, God will correct me and get me back on the path of life, back to the high places in him. God is not only the God of the good times, but even in our lowest times, he'll never leave us. He'll never abandon us. A brighter day is always ahead of the righteous. Amen. The, 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 the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter, the Bible says. So in 1 Samuel chapter 30, it's the account of David at Ziklag. And they were, David and his mighty men were hired by one of the Philistine commanders to fight on his team. He actually loved David and his warriors, and he knew that they never lost. And so he said, I want these guys fighting with me. Uh, but he was rejected uh, by the superior commanders of, of the main armies of the Philistine armies. They said, no way. 
David is the one that took out Goliath. He's been our enemy all this time. We don't want him and his mighty men fighting with us. So they sent him back to Ziklag, disappointed and rejected. And so that was a big deal at that time. But when they got back to Ziklag, their temporary hometown, they didn't know it was temporary at the time, uh, but they had built out this place. Ziklag was home. Uh, But when they got home, it was burned to the ground. All the women and children gone. Everything that they had accumulated uh, by serving David all those years, many years had passed now. It was now a pile of ashes. It looked like everything was over. It was all over. And David was at his lowest point. But the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. And he remembered what God prophesied and what God promised And then he went to God, and he began to pour his heart out to God. Even David's men turned on him at this turning point. And uh, and they lost everything, and so they said, it's his fault. Uh, Listen, it's his fault. Something changed. It's not going to happen that way. Let's Let's just be done with this. Some of them were so mad, they said, let's just kill David. And in verse 6 of 1 Samuel 30, it says, David was greatly distressed because his own people spoke of stoning him. All the souls of the people were grieved, every man for his sons and daughters. And it says, David encouraged himself in the Lord as God. You know, you have to learn, even at the lowest times of your life, you have to encourage yourself. Stop putting that burden on somebody else when you're at your low. God, nobody's even calling to talk to me. You need to learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. In verse 7, it says, David said to the priest, bring me the, the priestly garments, bring the linen ephod to me. And Abiathar brought him the linen ephod. And it says, David in, began to worship the Lord. And he, that's what inquired of the Lord means. He began to pray and he began to worship. That's what David knew to do. You know, sometimes we we need to at least do what we know to do and what we can do before we start saying, God, you're doing nothing. Are you doing what you know to do and what you can do? David inquired of the Lord. He worshiped. He began to praise him. He began to pray and cry out to God. And then he asked him, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And God immediately answered him. God never left him. He never left his mighty men. They were in the midst of the greatest battle of their lives. But God spoke a prophetic word directly to David. He said, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them. And without fail, you'll recover it all. I'm prophesying to you, don't get weary in well-doing. No matter what things may feel like, no matter what things may look like right now, this is still the beginnings of recovery and restoration. Don't you give up on what God has said over you. Don't you give up on uh, how many failures you've seen in the past, how many times you've lost in the past. Whatever the enemy has stolen from you, I decree and I declare to you right now, full restoration of all that was lost. You will without fail pursue. You will without fail overtake, and you will without fail recover it all. 
all your joy, all your peace, all your family, all your stuff, all your business, all your finances, all your purpose, all your abundant life, all your relationships, all your setup for the future. Hear the word of the Lord right now. You will, without fail, recover all. It says, David went, and he and 600 men who were with him, they went and they came to the brook Bezor, and some of them were so exhausted uh, that they stayed there and they they stayed behind with the stuff. You know, there's just sometimes some people they they mean well, but they're just not able to go with you all the way, and that's okay. They've got a job to do, even if it's just I'm going to pray for you. Right? They had to stay with the stuff. But David pursued with 400 of the 600 men that he started out with. 200 stayed, beside, stayed back with the stuff because they were too weary and they couldn't cross the brook Bezor. And then in verse 18, it says, David recovered all that the Amalekites carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking them, either great or small, uh, sons and daughters, spoils, and anything that they had taken from them, David, without fail, recovered all. I'm just telling you, that is powerful. Without fail, David recovered it all, just like God spoke. Let me tell you, when God tells you something, it's true. Believe it. Every circumstance will lie to you, but if God tells you something, it's true. Believe it. And then it says, David took all the flocks and all the herds they had driven before those other livestock. In other words, all that the king of the Amalekites had stolen, they got all that back. But then they had stuff too. And David took all of that too. And he said, this is David's spoil. Listen, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever. In the book of Malachi, prophet Malachi prophesied, I am the Lord and I change not, Malachi 3.6. This is the Ziklag before the Zion. There's always a Ziklag before Zion. I call it the test of a king. It was the exact same moment in, in battle that King Saul and his sons died in battle. And Israel was now vacated. The throne of Israel was now vacated. King Saul and all of his sons died. And now there was an opening. At the exact same moment that David went through this whole process and won, suddenly the door opened. Shortly thereafter, David sat upon the very same throne, just exactly as Samuel prophesied it. I'm telling you, some of these prophecies that you've received may seem like there's just no way that could happen. It happened, and it will happen for you too. David faced the greatest battle before his greatest breakthrough and winning his greatest victory, and he got his greatest spoils of war. God used that very moment to draw David closer to him, to show him, you can't do this by yourself, David. It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. I'm giving it from my throne to my own. Listen, there's always a resistance of the enemy. 
And a great battle always comes before the great breakthrough. And I'm, I'm really just scratching the surface right now. But many of you I know need to hear this. This is what the Lord gave to me to give to you tonight. This is from the Lord to you. God wants you to rise up from the ashes. He wants to give you beauty for the ashes. He wants to give you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He wants to give you the oil of joy instead of mourning. But you need to realize you are a warrior. Let the weak say, I am strong. I am a warrior. Stir up the gift of God within you. Pray in the spirit. Pray in tongues. Pray over your nation. Tend and keep your garden. Pursue, overtake, and without fail, recover all that was lost. The devil had no right or no authority to steal from you. And right now we're taking it back. We're taking it all back and then some. We may have to face some battles, but there's a precursor called battle before the breakthrough. I'm telling you, the greater the battle, the greater the victory, the greater the victory, the greater the spoils of war. Amen? Amen. I want to encourage you. We are headed into a wonderful season of God's glory and God's power seen by everybody. This is a day of reformation. It is a day of restoration. September, October, and November, the S-O-N is going to, to shine. The S-O-N, not the S-U-N, but the S-O-N will shine. Remember what I said. I, I said, I have a word for you. You've been going through a battle because you're dangerous to the devil and all the powers of hell. Rise up above all the noise of the moment. Rise above Rise above in your attitude. Rise above in your perspective. Come on, you're risen with Christ. You're seated in heavenly places above all of this. That's your position in the kingdom. That's your position in the spirit. Rise above. Come on, rise up. Gird up your loins. Stand firm. Stand and see the salvation of God. Draw near to the Lord. Worship the Lord like David did. Pour out your heart to David, like David did. Pour out your heart to the Lord and let God pour out fresh oil and fresh anointing back on you. Listen, you cannot possess with yesterday's oil. You need fresh oil. And God has fresh oil for you. Amen? Amen. Are you ready? Father, I pray for everyone within the sound of my voice, whether they're hearing this live or on a replay. The anointing is still the same. Father, I just release a charge of your Holy Spirit to them right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I just see uh, those that are watching on online. I'm looking at the monitor right now, and I don't really always do this, but I just see uh, uh, certain ones, Father, that are crying out, and they're hungry for more. And they're hungry, Father, for their breakthrough. Father, I just thank you right now (laughs) for uh, for the spirit of joy striking your people. Father, let the joy of the Lord be their strength right now. Father, I pray for the Paliatas. I pray for Ron and Cheryl. Father, I speak a charge to their lives. Father, they they are two people I know very personally 
They're our family. And Father, I just charge them with a fresh oil tonight. I thank you, Lord, that they're going to rise above these circumstances that have seemed to come blow after blow after blow against them. I break those attacks off of their lives now, and I release a charge of your anointing to them. And I thank you, Father, for life and for freedom. I thank you, Father, for increase. And not only are they going to recover everything that was stolen, I'm talking about over the last 30, 40 years, everything that was stolen is coming back to them in Jesus' name, but it's coming back with even more on top of it. I decree it. I decree it now over Ron and Cheryl in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I release that to them right now, Father. Faithful warriors in the kingdom. I bless them, and you're not looking past them. You're blessing them now. Father, I thank you for uh, Candy Edens. Father, I see where she's watching as well. Father, I release fresh anointing over her and over her family now. Father, you're renewing her youth. Father, Psalm 103, the part of the benefit of salvation is that you restore and you renew our youth like the eagle. She'll be strong and soaring and overcoming. Father, her body is is coming into alignment with this word now. You're strengthening her and you're healing her now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for for our sister uh, Deborah, a John. Father, I just release a charge of anointing to her right now. I thank you, Father, that her and her family are receiving medical breakthroughs right now. Father, miracles are, are being released to that family right now. I've seen their prayer requests, oh God. I've prayed their names before you. One by one, Father, I've prayed over their lives. I decree medical miracles are coming to them now. Medical breakthroughs, Father, for your glory. Father, I release financial miracles to them right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I break that spirit of loneliness off of them right now in the name of Jesus. You did not leave them, Father. Father, I release the blessing of the Lord, Father, the fulfillment of of their deepest desires is coming now. And Father, they've gone through great battles. They're getting great victory now, but they're going to reap great spoils of war. And Father, right where they are, they're going to give great glory to you. I bless them today in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you right now for Crystal. Lord, I thank you that Crystal, uh, she's in a setup right now. Father, you're setting her up to release a a greater blessing to her right now. She has been faithful, uh, but Father, even right now, she's said, "God, is this all there is? I'm f- I'm happy. I'll keep my joy, uh, but God, I need more. I want more. I desire more." And it's like God is turning up the fire of more within you, Crystal. I just hear God saying, "You need to cry out for more." And as He's turning up the fire for more, you're going to get it. Because it's going to start coming out of your mouth more and more. It's going to bubble out of you. And you're going to start crying out for more. And God's going to give you more. You're not, you're not going to uh, just settle right there. Uh, you know, Abraham's father, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, but he settled because he had it pretty good. He settled in a lush meadow land. Uh, but God said, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to 
stopped there, and he went to Abraham, his son, and he said, come out from among them, uh, because there was a drive in Abraham, and he knew that drive would take him all the way through. And Crystal, I just see that same kind of drive within you, and the Spirit of God is calling it out. Cry out for more. Don't you settle. You press in for more, because God has more that he's releasing to you, and I just charge you with that word right now. In Jesus' name, Laura O'Donnell, I I see your name pop up every once in a while. I just break that poverty spirit off of you right now in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that you are more than enough and you're providing for her and for her family more than enough now. Father, I break the lies and the deceptions off of her. Those scales are coming off of her eyes. She's not a beggar in your kingdom, but Father, she's called to rise and to rule and reign with you. And so, Father, I charge her in the Holy Spirit Lord, for more, let that more rise up within her spirit as well, in Jesus' name. Omega, I just bless you tonight. I see you watching right now, and I just bless you in the name of Jesus. I thank you that God's uh, taking all that confusion and breaking it off of you right now, and God is charging you with a fresh fire, and you're going to rise up, and I see more coming out of you. I see more songs. I see more flow coming out of you. I see more of the the breaking open of the fountains of the deep within you. I just see you taking more time to pray in the Holy Spirit. I just see you getting more serious about the Word of God. It's going to start becoming a greater standard in your life. Not that it hasn't been in the past, but it's going to rise up to a higher level of authority in your thinking and your decision making and in uh, every step that you take. And you're going to say, God, I don't want to be the leader uh, in this marriage, but for a season of time, that's what it's going to be like. The Word of God is going to start becoming that plumb line in every decision, and things are going to start going in the way uh, that you have dreamed that they would go. But it's going to take that pioneering through that moment, and uh, you're going to feel like the leader for a season, uh, but it's the Spirit of God rising up within you to set fresh order and uh, and fresh standard uh, by the plumb line of His Word. And Father, I just charge Omega with that anointing right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, that there is a reward coming now. There's a, a now reward coming to her in Jesus' name. And Father, I just thank you uh, that there are those right now Uh, I just saw Jen, her her name on there, Jen. I just hear the Spirit of God saying, uh, I'm charging you uh, uh, with a fresh mantle. I'm charging you with a fresh uh, watchman, intercessor mantle. And I'm causing you to start engaging in some uh, local uh, um, political things. I'm going to open up some doors of favor there, and you're going to come in ever so sweetly and quietly and gently, and people are going to give you position. They're going to give you uh, opportunity. They're going to open doors, and it's really my hand doing it, says the Lord. Uh, But the Lord says, when you do that, I'm going to give you uh, authority to stand in that place and begin to pray and to see corruption and to see some dark things moved out of the way. And uh, the enemy's gonna, he's gonna writhe, he's gonna bark, he's gonna growl, he's gonna gnash with his teeth, like it says in Psalm 118, and then he's gonna melt away. Uh, and I just see God giving you uh, keys, some things that you hadn't even thought about, but you've got a, a right perspective 
And you're going to be part of the cleanup crew for God. You're going to clean some things up in your region uh, for the kingdom. And I just see there's such favor on you, Jen, that there is, uh, there is a great wealth that is just being drawn to you. And it's like uh, I see like rivers, uh, and these are rivers of finances, like a current, a current of currency. And God's redirecting those currents of currency to come to you, and he's going to bless you uh, because you said, here am I, Lord, use me. Here am I, Lord, I'm here for you. And uh, God didn't overlook that. He's empowering you now uh, to prosper and to prosper others. I see like some serious decisions that you're going to make uh, to set up some endowments, I want to say, uh, uh, grants and things that you're going to be able to have an involvement in. And you're going to set it up so that the people of God can be truly blessed by this. And God's positioned you for that. But on top of all of that, because you're willing, because you have a faithful, uh, available, teachable spirit, uh, God's going to give you such reward for your heart uh, uh, to bless others, your heart to serve him with your whole heart. And uh, your intercession has really been beating the heavens and breaking off the powers of hell. And so God's going to reward you for these things. And so, Father, I just bless Jen Nichols right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's so many... Uh, I don't know that I can get to everybody tonight, but I want to I want to just charge you tonight. This is a day of divine reversal. It's a day of turnaround, and uh, God is going to bless His people, and nothing can stop the blessing of God from coming to you. And I already told you, Deuteronomy twenty three five, God turn the curse into a blessing. It doesn't matter what the enemy tries to do; you are unstoppable in the kingdom of God. Amen. 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 Well, we're going to come before the Lord now with our tithes and our offerings. And remember, where there has been chaos, God is releasing light and bringing divine order and divine intervention and divine alignment for his purposes. And that includes your finances. And I believe God wants the people of God to get their financial covenant right with him. It's not about the money. It's not about how much you have or how much you give even. It's about obeying him. And and he's not trying to get something from you. He's trying to get something to you. And if we'll understand how the kingdom works, we'll be sowing every square inch we can. God blesses the generous. And I believe this is a time of reformation and a time of recovery in every area of your life, including your money. Things are going to go through major shifting, major realignment, and the economy, your economy is going to come roaring back. The national economy is going to, it's going to set records. You're going to see how God turns it around, how fast God can do this. People are projecting for the next 10, 15 years, we're going to go through hard times. No, we're not. Don't listen to bad news. Listen to good news. God can turn it around in an instant, and he will. And the national economy of America is going to come roaring back so fast. It's going to snap back. And it's going to include your economy. But your economy is coming coming roaring back first. Listen to the word of the Lord tonight. Many will be very wealthy in this new season. You're going to become very wealthy. 
Everything is shifting forward for the good. In Joel chapter 2, it talks about the army of the Lord marching through the land and the directives uh, that they would follow will be from the voice of the Lord. He'll utter his voice before his army, bringing change and reformation to the entire land. He said, I'll pour my spirit out upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And so we're going to follow the word of the Lord. We're going to see radical change in the land. We're going to see a setup for our sons and our daughters. And it will be a holy holy result. Mature ones are going to dream dreams. Come on. The prophetic anointing is going to abound. And people will begin to understand God's word and his purpose. Revival and reformation is going to occur. And along with all of this great reformation is financial restoration. <clears throat> Some of you have never thought in in levels of hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars, but you need to start getting accustomed to thinking along those lines because that's how God wants to bless his people. And as God does marvels and wonders among his people, he's going to be restoring lost fortunes and causing vineyards to be very fruitful to the point where your vats will overflow with new wine and there'll be more than enough to the point of being completely full, completely satisfied, uh, like Thanksgiving full and Thanksgiving satisfied, that kind of full. Such increase that will be greater than the double portion in the first month. A day of undeniable prosperity and blessing from the Lord. And this is where the Lord is leading his people. To a day of greater blessing. Everything shifting. Everything changing in favor of the people of, the, of God. And from this point forward, it says in verse 26, you'll eat in plenty, you'll be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. Listen, God is opening up the heavens and pouring out blessings so great, we cannot contain it all. Second Chronicles 20, 20 says, Believe the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and so shall you prosper. Are you ready to pray? Father, I just pray over these tithes and offerings. Lord, I thank you that they are holy unto you. This is your altar. We're not at the altar of a man. We're at the altar of God. And Father, we thank you that you are doing greater things right now. You're blessing your people. You're prospering your people. You're doing things that money cannot buy. That's the reward. That's the prophet's reward. The blessing that money cannot buy. The blessing of the Lord. Father, I just release the charge of God over your people. The blessing of the Lord. The prophet's reward. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. 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 We'll bless you as you give right now. I want to thank every one of you that stand with us and support the work of the Lord here. You know, it's it, it, being a prophet, you know, my, my friend Kim used to say is the villain of today, but the hero of tomorrow. Amen. I pray these prophetic workshops will challenge you, will inspire you and, and challenge your faith to reach higher because God always has more for you. And the word declares, if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive the prophet's reward. I'm decreeing the prophet's reward is released to you for standing with this prophet in Jesus' name. Amen. And so in order to sow a seed and support this ministry, you can do that in several ways. 
If you're watching on social media, there's a link in the comment section that you can click on. You can give your offering that way. Uh, text giving, the millennials love text giving. If you prefer to give by text giving, you text whatever amount to the number 84321. That's 84321. So you, whatever the number, you text that number to 84321. That's how you text give. Uh, if you prefer to ma- send it in by mail, as many of you do, especially when you want to send a check or a sizable gift, you can do that by mailing your offering to LifePoint or Marty Layton, either one, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. It's up on your screen right now. It's greatly appreciated. And thank you because it's always sacred when you give to God and God returns it back to you abundantly and powerfully. Amen. Amen. I also want to invite you to come to our website at lifepointchurch.cc. There's a place right at the top where you can click. There's a give button there. You You can give there as well. And this is as good a moment as any to invite you to church. Uh, we have a powerful prophetic church called Life Point Church. You can find out more at lifepointchurch.cc. Listen, this is a day where you need to be aligned properly in the kingdom. And if you feel a prophetic calling on your life, you need to know it takes a prophet to raise up prophets. Samuel was raised up by Eli. Elisha was raised up by Elijah. David was raised up by Samuel. You go on and on and on. Pastors, teachers, evangelists, they cannot equip a prophet for their calling. So I want to invite you to come to church on Sundays at 4 p.m. If you're in in this state and you're in this region, you need to come visit us. We have a cutting-edge church, prophetic church, uh, and we meet every Sunday, 4 p.m. at 768 Forest Retreat Road in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Apostle Paul said, and uh, Apostle Peter said in Second Peter one twelve uh, uh, that you need to be established in present truth. Listen, we have to stay on the edge of the cutting edge and be established in present truth. So come join us every Sunday, four p.m. at seven six eight Forest Retreat Road here in Hendersonville. If you can't be there in person, we live stream it. Please be involved, be a be an online member, but come prepared to receive and get ready because you and your loved ones are going to catch fire, and it's the fire of the Holy Spirit. God's pouring his spirit out with great power, amen? And occasionally I get to lead worship, and so just to give you a little bonus, I'm leading worship this Sunday, and so you don't want to miss that. And let me just also say this, I prophesy every service. And so come get blessed, come be a part. That's this Sunday, 4 p.m. at Life Point Church, 768 Forest Retreat Road, right here in Hendersonville. You don't want to miss it, amen? Also, you need to check out our sponsor, MyPillow.com. I want to say thank you to Mike Lindell. Lindell. He's such a blessing to this ministry. He's a sponsor of Speak Life. And what that means is he provides his products at a great discount for this audience. And the way you receive that discount is you use my promo code, Marty, my first name, M-A-R-T-Y. And you can use that on both of his websites, MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. Let me just tell you, stop giving your money to people who are using your money against you uh, for demonic purposes. 
God wants you to bless those uh, uh, who are going to do the work of the kingdom. And that's Mike Lindell. Go to MyPillow.com, MyStore.com. Use the promo code Marty. You'll get deep discounts on all you purchase. There's so many deals on towels, on slippers, on bed linens. Check them out. MyPillow.com. Use my promo code Marty. And I know if some of you prefer to just call in your order, I know that's how I like doing it too at times. Uh, there's a dedicated number for this audience. That number is 800-859-2938. It's 800-859-2938. Tell the operator that you want to use the promo code Marty so that we get credit for that. Uh, it's a blessing to us. It's a blessing to you. And it's a blessing to Mike Lindell and his Christian company called MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. Amen. So bless you as you do that. I also want to remind you that we are live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time here in America on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. And it'd be great if you help us out by telling others to tune in and they'll be blessed too. That's every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time here in the United States of America. I call it America the Beautiful. If you like podcasts, please check us out on iTunes, on Spotify, on Charisma Podcast Network, or wherever you get your podcast, and take a minute, give us a five-star review, because that's going to help us out uh, with the algorithms. You can't buy advertising uh, for that kind of thing, but the, the algorithms make a difference, and those reviews impact the algorithms. And so thank you for doing that. Uh, also, uh, please follow me on all social media platforms. The, you'll find me at Marty Layton. That's my... Uh, coordinates at Marty Layton, and you can find me on all the social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Truth, Getter, YouTube, Rumble, Instagram, all of them. Follow me, subscribe to me, like me, whatever the platform asks you to do, please do that. Ring the bell. Uh, but I want to, uh, I want to stay connected with you, not just on Fridays and Sundays, but throughout the week. And, you know, send me an email. I, I already gave you the website, lifepointchurch.cc. Send me an email. Uh, l- let me hear from you. If you're loving it, l- please let us know. Uh, <clears throat> if you need prayer, let me agree with you in prayer. I pray every day for our partners and I want to thank you for standing with us. Thank you for tuning in to Speak Life. I want you to know God is always speaking. We always do our best here to give you a fresh revelation and fresh encouragement from God, training you, equipping you to hear and know the voice of the Lord. You know, Proverbs eighteen twenty one. <clears throat> it's my favorite scripture. It declares <clears throat> that The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So from our hearts to yours, remember to always speak life. We'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Thank you.